Hello there. You're listening to The Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. In honor of the newly released Halloween Ends, the conclusion to the 44-year cat and mouse game between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers, we will also be discussing David Gordon Green's Halloween Trilogy. Welcome to our spooktacular Halloween special. How about that score, though, from John Carpenter? I mean, it's very good. It's very good. Classic. All right, let us jump into the news. First of all, they came out like last week. Harrison Ford has been cast as Thunderbolt Ross. He is replacing William Hurt, who recently passed away earlier this year. So we will be looking at Harrison Ford in the role in Captain America 4 and in The Thunderbolts. Thoughts on that, Ryan? I could not care less. I don't like it. You don't like it? (laughs) All we ever hear from Harrison Ford is like complaints that people keep asking him questions about being Han Solo. He does it to himself at this point, yeah. Why does he keep taking franchise roles? Like, what the fuck? Come on, man. Take a break. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why he would decide to do it. But, I mean, I guess money talks and Marvel sends him a boatload of cash. That's true. Anyway, in other news, Twister has gotten a sequel, and it's called Twisters. Mm -hmm. Inevitable. (laughs) Inevitable Inevitable name. Alien to Aliens sequel name. There you go. Yeah, but we're not going to get Bill Paxton. Speaking of Twister and Aliens. Mm-hmm. Tragic. Rest in They're peace. They're trying to get Helen Hunt, right? I'm sure they the, will. Yeah. They'd They're have to usually, do something. They'd have to get at least. I'm amazed how successful all of these, like, the reboots are at bringing back the original actors. I'm amazed how easy it is to bring them back. And the answer is money. Once but again, it's, it's, <laughs> money it's talk. incredible how well it works. Yep. Just throw the money and then the people will come back. It's nicer when they're like actually excited about the project and they yeah, want to like come the, back. Yeah, like the original actors in Star Wars when they came back for the sequels, they seemed excited about it. Or Indeed. or Jamie Lee Curtis for the movies we're about to talk about. Exactly. That's the one I was thinking about where she definitely has a genuine passion for it. And yeah. So she's come back many times over the years. And this is her final outing, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know how they could possibly do it again. So hopefully this will be it the end. It be another reboot, I guess. Because yeah. nobody has original slasher ideas. Except for they slash them. <laughs> Have you seen that yet? No, but I know it's a slasher movie. <laughs> and it is original. Watch. It's on Peacock. I can watch so it now. You can yeah. do that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that film is moving into production next year. So be on the lookout for Twisters. Coming around probably, what, 2024, 2025? Somewhere around there. Oh, probably. Yeah. And we also have Conjuring 4. That is in the works. The writer for Conjuring 2 and 3 will be making a return 
obviously I have no attachment to the franchise. Yeah. But what about you, Dylan? Have you seen the previous Conjurings? I've seen... No, I'm thinking of Insidious. I've seen maybe one of them, maybe the first one. I don't know if I've seen any of the Conjurings. I know I started the second one, which is this British family and this British ghost. Mm. It's kind of funny because he's just a ghost, but he's British. <laughs> yeah, how could you be scared of that? Yeah, when someone's coming after you like this. Yeah, I started, I started watching Conjuring 2. Didn't finish it. So you didn't but, finish uh, yeah. it? Interesting. Yeah. I think Maybe. Patrick... Is it Patrick Wilson? Yeah. I think he's going to direct Conjuring 4, from what, I, from what I've heard. I believe that is right. Yeah. Which is crazy. Good for him. I mean, switching up his, his role. Yeah. I'm sure he'll still be starring in it, but yeah, he'll be... Behind the camera, recast well. the role. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I would love it, honestly. What a, what a twist! He cast Will Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of ghosts in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do our uh, box office breakdown for October 14th to October 16th. Let's start with uh, number one here. Halloween ends with 40 million. Indeed, the good, good, uh, decent performance, I suppose. Decent is definitely the word for it. It came out uh, on Peacock day and date, so that's why it's not as big as the previous films. Um, but yeah, still a decent opening. And in second place, with an incredible hold, once again, Smile, with $12 million. It has now reached $71 million domestic. That's crazy. After that was Lyle Lyle Crocodile with $7 million. The Woman King with $3.7 million. Amsterdam with 2.7 million. Don't Worry Darling has 2.2 million. Barbarian has 1.3 million. Terrifier 2 expanded to more theaters this week and it bumped up its box office gross. It has now cracked 1 million. Bros at 900,000 brings domestic total to 10 million. Bummer. That is not good at all. It's I think the budget for that was like 20 something million too. So yeah, sadly a big flop for them. And rounding out the top 10, still hanging in there, Top Gun Maverick, 687,000. This could be its final time, but we said that, that I think it. the past two weeks. So you never know. They could it have spent almost half of the year, 21 weeks in the top yeah, 10. Exactly. But they could have Miracle number 22. If they outlast Bros and Terrifier 2, maybe. I could see it having a better hold than Bros. So we'll I think it will be higher that. than Bros, but I don't know yeah. if it will be high enough to beat Terrifier to 2 still be in the top, in the top 10. 10. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe I'll go see it this weekend to support. <laughs> go help them out. Do a little bump. God knows they need it. Yeah. Yeah, they're in. They've been struggling these last 21 weeks, huh? <laughs> Only one billion. One point. It's getting closer and closer to one point five billion. That's insane. It is mind-boggling. Missed, missed opportunity for sure. That definitely would have been the decider in the box office draft. But alas, nobody could have seen it coming. Yep. Box yep. office predictions for October twenty-first to twenty-third. Black Adam, The Rock. He has been saying for fifteen years now he's wanted to play this part. Been active development for like the past six years. Finally, it comes to theaters this weekend. It is a part of my roster. And what 
do you think it will get in its opening weekend? I will stay out of the predictions for this week because I already oh uh, awesome headlines. If you already saw the headlines, then we can skip it. But do you want to venture a guess, a prediction? I'll venture a guess, and then I want to hear what the headline is. Well, let's just see how accurate I am. No, I want to know. Right. <laughs> Fine, I'll just Google it after after I make my prediction. I'm going to go 70 mil max. 70 mil max. Max. Now I'm going to look at the headline. <laughs> you freak. Uh, I'm hoping it'll crack 70 million. It'll get very close. But I think it will be able to get over 70 mil. It says it's heading towards 67 mil. I ruined exactly. it. I spoiled the, the prediction. You did. Go fuck yourself. Goes against the whole idea of the predictions. I don't care. But anyway, ticket to Matt. recorded it too late. Ticket to Paradise, uh, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Rom-Com. What do you think it'll get? Uh, I'll go with 12 million. This time I won't look it up, so I'm surprised next time. Okay, beautiful. Uh, but yeah, we can now move on to discussing the trilogy, all directed by David Gordon Green, but it still had... Uh, John Carpenter on as producer. And in our previous Halloween special last year, we talked about Halloween, if I remember correctly, alongside other slashers. Is that right? I believe yes, because we talked about Black Christmas. Yeah, we definitely talked about Halloween because I watched it for the first time for the, for that episode. Did we talk about anything else besides Black Christmas and Halloween? I think you and Sean started talking about something else. Oh, yeah, we, we, like, to it. we digressed. Yeah, sure. I had to step but, away. Like, I think the only two we talked about for sure, like like we planned to talk about, were Black Christmas and Halloween, and then we digressed after that discussion started going. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, but, uh, yeah, Halloween's two for two. If you want to listen to my opinions and our friend Sean Tomri's opinions on the original Halloween, you can check out last year's Halloween special. We also talk about Black Christmas, which I actually think is better. But you can hear about that in the other episode. Gotcha. There you go. So I also didn't know that or did not remember that so last year was the first time you had seen the original halloween yes crazy yeah because that was also yeah the first time i had done it because obviously i'm not a horror person so mm. i had avoided it for all this time but yeah last year i saw it and i thought it was good it was, was definitely hard. a solid slasher had a great amount of suspense in there so mm. yeah i thought it was quite effective yeah. But it's interesting because, yeah, neither of us were really attached to the franchise. And I assume the other 11, 10, however many other films there are in the franchise, mm -hmm. you've seen none of those? No. Interesting. Me neither. I would only want to watch Halloween 2 because I've I've done the horror house at HHN and mm -hmm. uh, I've walked through Halloween 2 before. And I, I like the premise, you know, it's just it's it's the same thing as Halloween Kills. It's the it's just a direct sequel, like minutes later kind of thing to, to the first Halloween when mm -hmm. Laurie Strode is getting taken to the hospital and Michael Myers is still wreaking havoc. And then I want to watch H20, which I hear is pretty bad, but <laughs> they bring back Jamie Lee Curtis again in that one. And so I'm yeah. like, all right, sure. Oh, was... and I might want to, I would, I would want to watch the Rob Zombie reboot. I hear it's all right. I would, I would watch it once. Possible. The rest of them, though, no thank you. Halloween, Season of the Witch, doesn't have anything to do with Michael Myers. Not interested. The other Halloween shit, not interested. <laughs> not even yeah. really interested in this trilogy, but but for the show, and since it is Halloween ends, I put myself through the ringer here. <laughs> we did, yeah, decide to go ahead and do it. 
just to commemorate the end of this franchise. Although, of course, it's not actually going to be end. They'll reboot it sometime soon. But Jamie Lee Curtis will not be a part of it. God willing. They can't bring her out as a 70-something-year-old and have her do it one more time. So certainly Michael Myers will return. But yeah, Laurie Strode, at least Jamie Lee Curtis, will most likely not. So this will be the end of that franchise. And so it's nice to talk about it. Also, since they... Yeah, they wiped away all those other sequels and made this trilogy basically the canon sequels for the original Halloween. Yeah. So, yeah, we will now get Which into... Honestly, go dude, before we get into it, that was the right move to, to go with, I would say. Yeah. Canonically speaking, just get rid of everything after the first Halloween movie and just try and make a direct sequel. I think it works. I think so, too. But also, <laughs> they like had to do it at this point because... I think in one of the sequels, they killed Laurie Strode off. Michael had also died at least two times, I think, in those sequels. Mm. And it was very muddled. They had that whole brother-sister storyline, which this one does away yeah. with. Um, but yeah, so it got very complicated, very messy in all those other sequels. Um, so yeah, they decided just to wipe the slate clean yet again. Um, especially since I think the Rob Zombie ones were the most recent Halloween films. Because that was also another reboot on it. So then they're like, okay, let's just pick it up as a sequel, but do mm -hmm. a soft reboot in a way where we wipe away all the other storylines and just pick it up from 1978 and then do something with that. And that's what they do in Halloween 2018. I hate that they just called it Halloween. I know like, you do. It's so ridiculous. Same it's thing same with like the other slashers. They yeah, all do this and it's this. absurd. How many, how many Texas Chainsaw Massacres have there been? Just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There was the first one, of course. And then there was, I think, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. And then Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. And then Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. And it's like, bro, name it something fucking different. Yeah, it's just absurd at this point. Especially if you're trying to make it like a direct sequel to that original one. Where bro, you just calling it the same thing. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. They named that Spiral. Never mind. They did something yeah, different. They did. Shout out to them. Good for them. Good work, uh, Chris Rock. But the box office was horrible, so maybe they should have just gone yeah, this yeah, song. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> what is a uh, spiral? <laughs> but yeah, this one, I mean, it paid off. It got $76 million in its opening mm -hmm. and $159 million domestic, $255 million worldwide. So it's a pretty, huge, uh, pretty monstrous killer. hit. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, like in the top three, I think, for uh, highest grossing opening for an R-rated film. Um, and then for, I think, all horror films aside from it because yeah i think that was one that tore everything up but yeah i think yeah. behind it only it was the um, highest grossing horror film ever so yeah shout out to them yeah all right let's get into the the story we start off here with uh, a couple of podcasters shout out for the representation coming to uh track down mr mikey myers in the mental health facility cool mm -hmm. set design I think so, too. Uh, props to the set design. Very, very neat. I agree. I thought that was pretty cool. I also think that opening, and I remember it from the trailer of him bringing out the mask, and then everyone's freaking out around Michael, mm -hmm. and Michael's just standing there completely still. That's a good opening, I think. Yeah. Because it is kind I of unsettling. Did, I thought it did work. It was mm -hmm. very effective. I really thought he was going to swipe at the mask, but uh, I guess he's catatonic, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah. He's not Michael Myers without the mask. Indeed. So I thought that worked. The 
overall theme, I think, for this trilogy is good ideas, shoddy execution. Until you get to the last one. Then we get start getting into bad ideas. Well, no, I'll that's get very there. true. There's definitely fundamental flaws. I still think the ideas are good. It's just no misplaced in no. the franchise. Halloween ends. The ideas are bad. But we'll get there. Let's stay with Halloween, where it is definitely a good idea of shoddy execution, for sure. Right. I think the doomsday prepper route for Laurie Strode, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. She's carrying all this trauma from 1978. And so she's going to do everything in her power to stop Michael Myers if he ever comes back for her. And that has sort of been passed on to her kids and it strains the relationship with them, um, like with her, her daughter, Karen. So all of that, I think makes sense. It's a good approach to have. Um, And I think some of the set pieces in here as well, like the kill in the bathroom, like the gas station bathroom, I think that works well, just also because the idea of someone having to crawl around in a gas station bathroom is very disgusting. Yeah. They had that big top-down view, and you could see the toilets all mm-hmm. blown up with some nasty. Yeah. The tooth dookie. bit where he drops the teeth down, I thought that was pretty good. That was also it just good. didn't. It didn't feel a lot like you know Michael Myers because Michael Myers isn't like the psychological tormentor. He just stabbed you, right? But the idea was cool. The idea of him just dropping teeth down is visually very scary. Agreed, for sure. It just doesn't feel like Michael Myers. See, I thought, uh, for the most part, though, I I did think that bathroom scene worked. Um, And then afterwards, when he's able to get that mask and put it on, I was like, nice, cool shot. But other than that, I was surprised that there wasn't too much in the film that was uh, remarkable. Because this was definitely the one that is most celebrated of this trilogy. You know what I take it back? I'm going to take it back because I thought about it. I think the teeth thing was very Michael Myers. I'm going to take it back. Because I was thinking about in the original when he dresses up like the ghost to to, to kill the one girl. Mm, yeah, he like, pretends to be the boyfriend he puts on the ghost costume. He's very much just a child in a man's body with like a gorilla strength. Right, exactly. And I, I, I think playing around with the teeth is very childish, childlike. So I'm going to give it to him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a dub here and say, <laughs> uh, good idea, good execution. It worked. I think the whole bathroom kill scene worked. There you go. Yeah, they got a dub from me. Rest you know, that's going to bring him up half a star right there. I'm going to do it. I had, wow. I had, <laughs> I already rated in my head. But I'm going to bump him up half a star because they, I was, they were able to convince me on one thing. Incredible. So the teeth scene really pushed it over the edge for you. It gets a half star yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, nice. The, but yeah, a lot of the other kills that are going on. I did think the that one babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought that was somewhat effective. Like they kept trying to, it was weird the tone they were going for there because the little kid, like as he's running down and he's like, Dave, you better run. They're going to kill you. Like it seemed like they were going for laughs there as she's like, you can hear her getting stabbed or like still screaming going up there. So I'm like, why are we like meshing the comedy with, why are we playing around with laughs here? Yeah. It should Um, just be straight scares. But I did think the scene where she goes up into that room and then she's looking around um, and then she like fakes is like, oh my God, who are you? What are you doing here? I thought that was pretty good as one of those moments where they, they subvert the idea that the kill is going to happen right there. Yeah. Um, just to stretch out the suspense and anticipation of a little bit longer. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a what nice What do you think about the, the Michael Myers wonder when he's going mm-hmm. through the houses? 
No. So it didn't make an impression on me. So before he goes into the house to kill the babysitter, there's a oneer where he goes and he slaughters like two people in their houses. He goes in and he kills one woman and stabs her through in a table. And he does. He goes out of the house, walks down the street. He sees a couple get in a car and pull away. Then he goes around to another lady's house and he stabs her in the in the face, Jesus. right in front of the window. There's like a. It's like a. It's a. Decent oh, I remember the. It is a wonder. Full wonder because yeah, I remember the where she's like on the phone and mm-hmm. she's like freaking out. That's and then, it. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. It is a full wonder. You know me. I'm not the biggest fan of wonders, but uh, it was solid. It yeah. worked. I think. Yeah, I think I didn't it remember it also. If it wasn't a wonder, but. It did work. Right. I think it's a good, yeah, like to show him going from it's one to the next. It's a good way to the next him, yeah. Because yeah, it, doing it brings skills. you back into the mindset of what Michael Myers is from the original. Because it's like up until this point, they're kind of mixing and matching between the tones of like trying to make it feel like it's a 70s horror movie and trying to make it feel like a modern horror movie. And then they come into this one where Michael Myers just goes to these houses and kills people. And it, it definitely goes back to that like 70s era where he is just a guy with a knife killing people. True. And so like the one brought me back to like that good mindset. Then you have the bit with the babysitter, which worked well for me as well. Then, then it starts to, to devolve. I, I did like, cause they, the, the kid, Dave, I guess he shows his tattoo and I'm like, are we going to see what the fuck it is? And they don't show <laughs> it. And I'm like, that's kind of stupid. But then when he stabs him on the wall and you see that it's the date, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. They got me. Gotcha. They got me there. <laughs> yeah. I did think that was cool as well. Doing the, Call back to yeah. skewering someone with the knife and leaving them on the wall. That was pretty cool. I did yeah. want to call out one thing that I thought was funny. Uh, was the the kid and the dad that are driving and then they come across the bus mm-hmm. that got destroyed. I just thought it was funny that they went so hard. Like this kid was acting his little heart out about the plot line of he wants to be a dancer and his dad's trying to make him a baseball I know, right? or like football or something like that. I was like, what the fuck was that? That's was like, like, I completely forgot they did this movie, a completely different movie. But I was like, this is pretty funny to see because the kid was going so hard. He was so passionate about it. And I'm like, wow, they spent so much time building up this little plot line just for these characters that are definitely going to spend maybe five minutes max in the movie. It'd be really and funny if it lasted like die. 10 minutes, like a whole 10 minute argument about them. <laughs> Just a and short film of them the doing that. Comes back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be so fucking funny. Yeah, I don't know yeah that, was that was wild. That was wild. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> very, very bizarre. Mm-hmm. For sure. But then, yeah, so the other major thing is the, I forget the doctor's name, but I thought it was funny that they pointed out, oh, you're the new Dr. Loomis. Yeah. So that's just the role that that one doctor's playing. Uh. He and the one officer are in the car. For some reason, the granddaughter's also in the car in the back. And then they come across Michael. They hit him. And then the one dude comes out and it's like, oh, he's dead. And then now he tries to kill the officer and puts on the mask. What do you think of this? Idea? Dumb. Dumb as fuck. <laughs> dumb as fuck. Capital D, dumb fuck. Just, what the fuck? No setup. No, nothing. It's just a twist with no setup, which is the worst kind of twist. Mm-hmm. It's boring. It's it's tasteless. It's it's also the only way to get Michael Myers and Laurie Strode in the same place is for that to happen. I just wish they had set it up more. Right. I, I wish mean, they did had... say that that guy was like, "Oh, I'm fascinated by killers. I want to know what he, what like high or excitement he gets from killing." Um, but yeah, it does come. 
out of nowhere. But then they also don't even follow through with it because then he gets killed five minutes later by Michael. And it's like, okay, why did we... We did that, as you said, yeah, just to get him closer to where Laurie is. And I guess to have a cool, subversive moment where somebody else puts on the mask and then it's toying with that idea of, oh my gosh, maybe Michael has transferred into him because he's the one wearing the mask. And then no, they just immediately kill him off and then I don't know why we did it. It was just for, yeah, that sudden shocking. It was a cool shot, though, when he he like came up, he stood up and then had the mask on. But yeah, yeah, overall, I think the idea, again, could have been interesting, but yeah, they didn't do much with it. As you said, yeah, the setup wasn't fully there to make it even believable that that was what was going to happen. And then, yeah, they immediately undercut it by getting rid of it, not even five minutes later. So it was questionable. Questionable addition. Yep. I just felt like... I felt like they were doing anything that they possibly could to get Laurie Strode and Michael Myers in the same room together, and they were trying to do it in a way that makes sense. Because it wouldn't make sense if Michael Myers just sought her out. It wouldn't make sense if Laurie Strode sought him out, so there had to be some kind of third party to bring them together, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Like, the mental gymnastics are there. You're making it work. That, like... That is a good A to B kind of thing. It's the getting there that doesn't make sense. You just made the doctor crazy too. I I also don't like the thing that they'll do where they try to make another bad guy so that when Michael Myers kills him, you're like, yeah, and you're rooting for Michael Myers to kill him. And it's Mm -hmm. like, bro, Michael Myers is the bad guy. Let him be the bad guy. Let him be the killer. Let us root against Michael Myers for everybody else. Because he's the killer. He's the bad guy. He's the big baddie. And that's what I was afraid they were going to do with Halloween Ends. And guess what? <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. to say about Halloween Ends, I'm sure. But the final battle in the cabin, again, I do think with the 40 years of prep that she had, she maybe could have done a little bit better of setting up these traps and figuring things out. And there were also some choices that I don't understand why she had it that way. Like she had the floodlights on the roof that uh-huh. would shine to the outside but then the entire inside is completely dark i don't know why you wouldn't just have every inch of your house lit up extremely well i think she's trying to create she's trying to manufacture a hunting ground for him so that she can trap him in the basement i feel like if there's lights on everywhere it's not as enticing i don't know that's the mental gymnastics i'm gonna do also it's not as cool if there are lights on everywhere i agree that's the like film reason why we wouldn't do that but the Story However, reason of why Laurie wouldn't do that makes no sense. If you're, yeah, because number one, you're already in the house. He's already in the house. Why would you turn on the floodlights for the outside? Yeah, it's just the so we could have a cool like silhouette as they are passing against the windows that are lit yeah. up. I will um, say it, it actually would be kind of cool if the whole house was lit up, and she had to go like room to room to look for him, and she was still terrified. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I feel like you could make that work in a really strong way instead of the normal like the lights are all off and it's dark. Just turn on every single light and he could be just standing anywhere in bright daylight ready to stab you. Right. True. And then because he doesn't even end up being in any of those rooms anyway that she hunts him down through. So you might as well just turn on all the lights and make it even scarier. Right. He ends up being in the room hidden behind all the dolls. Exactly. And I do think it was effective having her go through each of those rooms. And then when she like hits the wall and then the door like shuts down on each of them. So she's like cleared out that space and then yeah. closes it down so he can't get in there. 
It's cool. Um, if she pa- if he happens to pass by her. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then I do think the the stuff at the very end when they are able to trap him, I think that works. I do wonder though, how did she? Because was the plan the ultimate plan was always to try and get him in the basement, or was that just one of the her backup plans? I would have liked it if they framed it as it's one of her many backup plans. Yeah, that would have been cooler. But I think that was the main plan was to get her get him in there because because she the Karen says like this isn't uh this isn't what a hideaway it's a trap something like that yeah so I think that was always the main plan number one plan get him in there and then light it on fire. How come at the end when he's stuck down there, I'm pretty sure they have guns. <laughs> That's true. There Why was don't they just shoot him in the face? Why would they blow up? Nobody's tried shooting him in the face the entire series because that's the end all be all. You shoot him in the head, he's dead. Nobody tries it. Right. Yeah. They try stabbing him. They try beating him. They try pushing him. They try lighting him on fire. Nobody tries to shoot him in the head. That's I not agree. true. People try to shoot him in the head. Doesn't they, work. They miss. They miss before he gets away. And, uh, you know, headshots are the way to go. That's Indeed. the lesson I've learned. Yeah, I think it was it was also good where where Karen was, she had the gun, and she was in the doors, like, open, like, the trap mm-hmm. door is open, and then you see him, like, coming out, and she's faking, being super scared, and being like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. And then he shows up, and then she's like, gotcha, and then shoots at him. Of course, I like he hit the head. But then you see behind him Laurie strode is like hiding out in the shadows and then she also says something and comes out and stabs him i thought that was really cool again yeah. the leaps and logic of if you're hiding out in that place and the plan is to get him in that place how would you reasonably expect to like get him down there aside from some big coincidences because yeah Laurie, well, like, that's, that's the difficult part is you yourself the are the bait you have to be the exactly. bait as well as the thing that kills them which is the odd I mean, it works. That's the thing, though, is it works. What doesn't work is the fire killing him, which sucks, which we'll get to in Halloween Kills. True. But, uh, bro, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought I thought it was a cool idea, a cool trap. It works. I think it is, is cool, yeah. I'm just saying, outside of, like, the circumstances that happened where it just, yeah, it was able to work out, it seems, like, odd to have your hiding place also be the place where you're trying to lure him to but there's only one way in and out. And so it seems like a very good chance that you're just trapping yourself rather than being able to trap him. So yeah, as a like main plan, that's why I'm like, I don't know if that entirely works. That's why I wanted it to be more of one of many backup plans that she has. But yeah, the way they do it is ultimately cool. She like has the, I know the bars that come down and stop him and he's still like holding on to them. And uh, the granddaughter has to, slice them up to get rid of them. I thought it was pretty cool. And then I did think, yeah, like the various shots of all the gasoline getting poured and the torches coming out. That was cool. Yeah. So uh, uh, how many bloody chef knives out of five? I'm giving it a 2.5. Twinsies. I'm doing the same thing. It was going to be a two. And I did some (laughs) mental gymnastics. I brought it up to two and a half. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to leave it there. I think a two and a half is fair. I think so too. It's just there's so much in the movie that just feels unnecessary and boring and also poorly like the dialogue is poorly done and it's just like you're cutting in between my time 
when I I just want to at this point if you're not gonna write out a good plot because okay here's my biggest gripe <laughs> I forgot to bring this up so Lori Strode when we first meet her is is unapologetic about the way she raised Karen she's like I prepared you for a situation where Michael returns this is what I was prepping for she's unapologetic about it and then yeah. at the very end when they're in the basement and they're trapped she says Karen I'm sorry for how I raised you it was wrong but here we are I was right. How does she get to that point? What what changes? Know. Nothing I, changes. You're very right. There's no character not. development. She just it, she, she they just write in the fact that she changes and it doesn't make sense. There's no character change. So my problem with the first Halloween is that they're trying to they're trying to go past just a slasher movie and bring in actual depth to the characters and extend their uh, presence in the film with 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 an arc and uh, it doesn't work because it's bad. Now we go to Halloween Kills, where it seems like they they dial back on the arcs and the 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 plots and stuff, and they just let Michael kill. Well, so yeah, and that's what I thought the film was going to be. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It changes saw, a little halfway through, but it does, yeah. But I saw so I saw Halloween Ends first. No, <laughs> yes, I saw Halloween Ends first. Then I saw Halloween Kills, and then I saw Halloween. Just, it's funny how that worked out because one of my friends had tickets to Halloween ends during its opening night. It was also an IMAX. By the way, the worst IMAX experience ever. A Halloween ends just does not work for that. It was. It's yeah. It's not it really not a work. scary fucking movie. Well, that's also true. But yeah, so we just because he had an extra ticket, I go with him. We watch that, and then I'm like, well, I need to watch the next two. Halloween Kills is on HBO Max. Halloween is on no streaming service anywhere. Yeah, I except for like actually none. Yeah, so I'm like, well, I can easily watch Halloween Kills. I'll have to go to like Redbox or something for Halloween or do it on Prime, but Redbox is less expensive. So I'm like, I'll physically go and get a disc sometime later. But then I was like, I think it'd be funny if I just watch them in reverse order. So I watched Halloween Kills, and then I watched Halloween when I got a disc on Redbox and watched it. So yeah, I go into Halloween Kills being like, okay. So this is the one where he's just going to go to town and just kill a bunch of people. And that's basically what it's going to be. And I had known that the responses to this film were uh, a lot more negative. Like there's a lot more hate to this one. It also yeah, it had gone bad reviews. I think we reported on that yeah. uh, last year. So I was like, okay, whatever. It won't be like playing with any themes. It won't try to do any character arc stuff. Lori won't be in it too often, but it'll just be Michael killing a bunch of people. That's the promise that I had going into Halloween Kills. And he doesn't even do that much. They don't actually have him be like the main character that we're following. It instead jumps around to a bunch of different townspeople. Yeah. And that's a shame, I think. Because if you're going to have a film where you're like, okay, this will be the one where Michael's on the loose. It's not really about Laurie and him. They're not really going to come into contact. We're just going to have him just beef up the kill count. I think it works that way. I think he definitely beats up the kill count. He kills. He does, but I think more of the movie should have been about that. And also, none of the kills I thought were that creative or interesting. Let's... I'm also not very interested in kills like that anyway. I don't get excited about that. A lot of people, I think, like doing that can be an interesting part of horror films. But for me, let's get yeah, the, let's let's go let's go beat by beat through why I kind of like this movie more than the other two. Okay, go. Let's for go it. beat by beat. So first off, let's get it out of the way. Box office was forty nine million opening, and it made ninety two million domestic and one hundred thirty one million worldwide. Still pretty solid. 
Not Indeed. nearly as great as the first one, but yeah, still big drop off. The, solid, yeah. yeah, it was still decent. It made profit, so yeah, mm-hmm. good. For so them. we start off with what's his fucking name, Cameron? I guess he finds the police officer, and the police officer says something, and it flashes back to when he was a, a young man in 1978 when the first killings were happening. And I think that whole bit, start to end, when you do that whole flashback, it works 100. percent I think it's done really well. I don't... Okay, let me... I'd say it works 60%. I do think, like, the way that they were able to capture some of the, um, like, the feeling of that original 1978 Mm -hmm. one with, like, the shadows. Like, I remember that one distinct shot where he's, like, taking shots at Michael and he's, like, walking past, um, just, like, walking behind a fence. You can see, like, the shadows from some window playing on the fence. I was like, okay, that's giving me some good vibes of Mm -hmm. the original one. But I would say all the character interactions and decisions, I think, are stupid and bring it down. But I can see where you're coming from, where it, like it is able to capture that original Halloween spirit. And it's at least pretty compelling. As a Again, this is a slasher movie. So my expectations for character interactions are pretty low going into it. For sure. And, and it met my expectations in the, in the idea that it's not going to be good, but it'll be good enough. And the whole feeling I was getting from it was working a lot better than the feelings I was getting from Halloween, the first one, when they're trying to mix and mash between uh, different decades. The, the genres of the different decades didn't work. It right. felt like Halloween Kills, they were trying to more solidly do like a, a retro feeling to how they're filming it in a lot of different ways. But uh, anyway, you have that whole flashback sequence, mm-hmm. and then you have the Michael Myers versus the Fireman, which I think is cool. I think him bursting out of the flames is a really solid shot. I agree. And I will say, I think the teaser trailer for Halloween Kills mm-hmm. is amazing. I yeah. think it's incredible because it was just that thing of, yeah, you see the cabin burning. Then you see that shot of Laurie Strode and the rest of them in the back of that car. And the fire trucks are going by and she's mm-hmm. screaming. She's like, no, let, let it, burn, it burn. Let him burn. I love that too. That's it's a great so bit. I think that yeah. is amazing. And that teaser trailer is fantastic. And so I do think, yeah. yeah, that part where you get to play around with just Michael Myers emerging from the flames, that is really cool. I'd say the fight with the firemen is dumb for many reasons, all of which are I, I will say the, the dumbest part about it is that they were all ready to go immediately. They all had weapons and were they were like primed to fight. That I instantaneously. Thought, yeah, it was very quick that, yeah, each of them were like, oh, we're getting ready to take them down. I'm like, when does that ever happen where firemen have to start taking on some random dude? I mean, it is, I don't know how many of them knew of Michael Myers from 40 years ago. I um, mean, he was pretty menacing coming out there. But yeah, all of them were like strapped up, ready to go instantly. I was like, that's I think it would have been more effective if they tried to come up to him to help him. They like help he was him like a person coming out. Yeah. yeah. And then he kills him like Doc Ock killing the doctors. I thought that would have been a lot cooler. I think so too. And then I think what they were going for, but it didn't solidly get there. But I was like, this is decent. It did not. But then I also think it's dumb that, again, they all go one by one to try and take them on. And it's like, what did you expect, man? I know. It's the whole slasher film trope and a lot of other action films too. But it's like, guys, like you can make Michael Myers seem even more menacing cool if you have them all like going after him. And then he's able to just slash through. And take them down but yeah they want to do one by one and then show off certain kills like the the shot where it's like through the helmet of that one firefighter and then the there's something else they did where someone was like revving up like a chainsaw or oh um, yeah like a saw that i guess they used to cut through things yeah. um 
and that wasn't too great. I also thought it was funny. They used, they had one of the firefighters use the hose. Yeah. And <laughs> the it's water flow was horrible out of yeah, that. I was like, it's like a fire hose. He should get it knocked been, on his ass. Exactly. And again, it would have been a cool idea of like, we know from like historical events and whatnot, like those fire hoses are no joke. So they do knock people down. If you have Michael Myers just walking through that, not getting phased at all by it, that would be a cool thing. But <laughs> no, you could clearly see like the water flow is horrible. It looks like a regular hose at your house, even less than that. Instead of a true fire hose, I'm like, guys, you like had good things going here, but ultimately, I don't think the execution uh, meet met the potential at all. But okay. there were some cool shots. I will agree for sure. It's all like the first two are very are shot very well. Yeah, I'd say there's cool shots in them. There's something as well about like the direction of it that it just doesn't click i don't think and i've been no, trying I to figure out like, what exactly it is but yeah there's just something very off about it it's also the fact that yeah most of the time it feels very sleek for something that's supposed to be like a sinister slasher um that i get it feels very like like a product it does yeah which so, is a little bit too much you know yeah, agreed yeah. yeah i think the so what i did like about the kills halloween kills as well other than the like promise of okay we're gonna have michael myers just tearing up the town killing a bunch of people um i think that's like a good I idea to have again i don't think they truly executed on that as much as they could have the other idea that i think is cool is the idea of the town rallying and getting together and trying to take on michael myers and be like we're gonna take this into our hands and kill him i think that's a good idea but again it falls short because there's just Characters making stupid decisions, which sure the plot needs, but it's like, I mean, you can do better. Why is everyone splitting up into tiny groups where you have in the car, there's like one elderly woman, the other two girls that don't know how to fight, the one guy that doesn't know how to fight or use a gun, and then the his wife is like, oh, I know how to use the gun, but then when she uses the gun, she's terrible at it, and then the car door hits her, and then she shoots herself in the face. I thought that I'm was like, dumb. It was so stupid. I'm like, guys. I think of all the kills, that was the dumbest one. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. If you're sending people out in like task forces to go and hunt them down, like you would also probably, yeah, like figure out the team that is a little bit more balanced of, okay, this person like knows the neighborhood. They'll be able to do this and that. This person is super strong. They'll be able to like take them on. This person knows guns. They'll be able to shoot at them. Like do things like that. And also everyone, yeah, should have the weapons, which they did have, but none of them use them well. I'm like, guys come on so that that was a little ridiculous and then later in the film they also had uh it was like the granddaughter allison her boyfriend and the boyfriend's dad and they're aware of where michael is his actual location instead of calling for backup they just go in initially he goes in and then they go in after him once they hear something go wrong and it's like y'all what are you doing you said you're it earlier you're like strength in numbers like you should truly be out there in packs and if yeah. you know where he is if you have a sighting go let people know that was the other thing of that first attack like by the playground of why like it would have been messed up but when that one lady is out in the car like outside of the car over near the playground and the rest of them are in the car i don't know why none of them would have jumped i think they tried to initially but again none of them really committed which i don't know why they wouldn't because you're not going to be michael if you're trapped in a car unable to move I don't know why none of them went into the driver's seat and drove away. Unless they did they have the keys. keys. That would she maybe have work. The keys? I'm not sure. But 
Yeah, at least, well, number one, get out of the car and start running the other direction if you can't get the car going. I don't know why you would stay in the car, stay trapped. But anyway. Well, at some point, the nurse locks the doors to try to keep him out, and then she shoots out the windows. Exactly, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And then again, at that point. You can't do both. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Things like that, it's just, it's a little too stupid to be very interesting. So yeah, yeah. Undercuts, I, I didn't like the playground scene that much. I'll give you that. I thought I was watching. I was like, "This is this is a little much." Right. Yeah, I, I was feeling like I'm glad these characters are dying because I thought they were stupid. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, I should be terrified because these characters who are feel like real people are dying. I don't know. It felt very cartoonish in a way, and I was like, I wish, I wish I cared a little bit. I wish I at least had the feeling of like, oh, these are real people experiencing real pain. And not That's like, a, oh, I don't really give a shit about these characters. It's a great point. Yeah, because as you said earlier, like you don't want to root for Michael if he's killing bad people. You also don't want to root for Michael to kill off stupid people. Yeah. Like you should be framing. I want to be shocked because he's killing people that remind me of the people I know. Exactly, yeah. Real like You want to be sympathetic towards these people and be like, oh my God, that's awful. And feel bad for them as they're dying. Instead, again, you're looking at like that playground scene. You're either laughing or cheering because you're like yes he's killing off those stupid people so yeah yeah, it's not i think a good uh reaction to get out of the audience not what you should be going for Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, so what are other things that you did enjoy about halloween kills because yeah most people dislike it and you like it a little bit more than these other ones so what makes it your favorite out of the let's talk about the hospital sequence okay let's do it good idea just (laughs) <laughs> went on way too long yeah it should have been like 15 minutes shorter it should have been like i don't even mind that the dude doesn't look like michael because the whole idea of michael is that michael could be anybody i feel like well it's just because like nobody in the town has seen michael in 40 years he could well, look like here's anything. the here's the uh rebuttal to that they definitely would have seen him because he's been taken into a mental health facility and so they would take pictures of him without the mask and they probably shared that on the news when they were saying oh michael has escaped yet again they did they did did you not see it there is a bit in the news sequence where they show the the one guy who we is the pretend michael myers then there's a a blurred out image of another man who's escaped who is michael myers and nobody nobody reacts Nobody, Nobody in the reacts. bar reacts. Wait, wait, Nobody goes, it, oh my God, wait, that's Michael Myers. Nobody is it, reacts. Is it blurred? Like no, 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 it's the news our, blurred, or is it blurred no, to us? No. As it's blurred to us because we can never see his face, but everybody um, else can see it. That's and so I, I watched that scene and I was like, why do these people not react? How do they not know what Michael Myers looks like at this point? I know. Well, so yeah. So first of all, it's so stupid. If you're going to show like the thing on the news, like his face, but then it's blurred to us, the audience goes, oh my God, we can't see him. He's the boogeyman or anything. That's so stupid. Number one, we saw like pretty good portions of his face in Halloween 2018. Yeah. Number two, we saw his face in the very first Halloween. We just see his face. Also true. So I don't know why they're trying so hard. The whole idea is that he's supposed to be like, he could, he just looks like a normal guy. Right. They could have shown his face. But again, that also is in the thing because he has the mask. Like the whole point isn't even that he's supposed to be he could be anybody. It's like, well, no, he's like the manifestation of evil. He's like the pure evil, the shape, whatever they want to call it. And he does that when he's putting on the mask. So again, it doesn't even really because the scary part isn't what his real face looks like. That's besides the point. So I don't know why they're trying so hard to conceal that. 
But yeah, then also, they really try they, way too hard. They don't conceal it from the people that are actually in Haddonfield, the actual characters. So they would know. Then yeah, they would know who he is. And if they also yeah. showed the other, the picture of the other mental patient, they would also know. Oh, that's another one of the escapees. Yeah, not some Michael dude. But also, even if you didn't have that picture, why would you think Michael would be like scared in the hospital instead of trying to kill all of you? Why would yeah. you think he wouldn't have the mask? Which I think people at this point, like they've, there have been murders reported, so they know that he's wearing the mask. They've been going around telling people, "Watch out for a guy in a white mask," so they know that he would be wearing the mask. And also, he's like three feet shorter than Michael. <laughs> so, in, again, still, it's a good idea. Like the idea of the whole hospital getting out of hand and like attacking this guy, I, I think it's a good idea. But bro, it goes on for so long. It's like a 30-minute bit where they're cutting between other things that are happening. But it takes forever. It does. It sure does. And I also think, again, that whole, like, what they're going for with the mob mentality thing. And then, again, like, look at what the evil of Michael Myers has done to us. And, like, those ideas, I think, are somewhat interesting and could be uh, quite fascinating if explored well. But they didn't even like really commit to that because that's the one instance where like the mob mentality thing goes out of hand. Um, but then they don't even like show him actually killing the mental health uh, patient. They have Karen like lock him away, which also made no sense, but like lock him in this hallway. Um, and then all the other people show up and they're trying to break down the door. Then the mental health patient just jumps off the like side of the building if they really wanted to go for like, look at the horror that this mob mentality can do, like they should have just had them overcome that guy and like actually take them bit by bit, piece by piece, instead of he jumps off, kills himself, and then they all come down. They're like, oh my God, it wasn't him. Look at what we've done though. We're, we're no better than what Michael Myers has in him. It's like, okay, you were going for that idea, but then you didn't even fully commit to like making the mob mentality be truly awful or something like resembling what michael does um, yeah because again like the, yeah you have a hand in it but they don't like actually commit the murder so again i don't know why they would spend so much time on it as you're saying like they build it up so much but then like sort of deflate it at the end um by not truly yeah. committing to that idea that they were trying to introduce so very strange very very strange indeed not a fan not no. a fan of that whole bit it's it's the one thing that I can look at this whole movie and go, that's the worst part. That is definitely 100% the worst part of the movie. And I wish more attention had been paid to that. And I wish they had cut down. Honestly, you could just get rid of the whole lesson altogether and just focus on Michael killing people and it would have been I agree. more interesting. I agree. It should have been a massacre of innocent people that we care about. Indeed. Very and they tried to go for it and they didn't quite get there. But at least they tried. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all I can do, I guess. And it didn't work for us, but I'm sure for other people it might have. But yeah, I don't yeah. think it it delivered quite the way I was hoping it would, uh, mm -hmm. knowing that the film is called Halloween Kills. And, yeah. you know, so the let's just blow through the very ending. Allison and Karen, they're at Michael's house and she stabs him with a pitchfork and then is yep. luring him out. And then the whole town is there and then they're fighting Michael and they beat him. But then, of course, he bounces back, survives these unsurvivable wounds, is killing all the other mofos in Haddonfield. Yeah. And then over Laurie's narration, which 
truly don't remember a single thing that was said in it. Nope. It was just like random chatter of like the most uninteresting, just plain things that you could imagine. Um, We see Karen looking out of the window in Myers' old house, and then he shows up and then stabs her. And I did think that was cool. I thought it was cool that they were building up like, oh, he just wants to go home, and he looks out the window, and what's he looking at? And then she's there, and then he pops up and stabs her. And I also think it's a pretty bold move to kill Laurie Strode's daughter. I, I did not expect that. When in Halloween ends, when I learned that, I was like, oh, that's crazy that they did that. Um, yeah. So it was kind of sad that it spoiled it for me. But uh, yeah, I did think the decision itself was pretty interesting. Did you but, think the second wind was cool? Where he goes and he murders no. the town? I think, again, because they're trying to now make him. So he's not a man because no one could survive that. He's the supernatural force. Once again, everyone... Every time he kills, he gets stronger. Yeah. And then, again, you would think, so the mob would attack him all at once again, but no, they get picked off one by one. Again, nobody has the guns anymore. Everyone wanted to take him on with, like... Or I guess some people do have the guns, but they wait until he's right in front of them to try and shoot at him. It's just... It's, like, too much. It's, like, come on. It's not filmed great. Also true. Which is a bit of a bummer, because... If you, he really did have a second wind and he slaughtered everybody and you filmed it right, it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. I don't mind Michael Myers being a supernatural force that is like stronger than any man who could take anything and walk away from it because that's how he was in the first movie. Right. He gets like shot like three times and stabbed a bunch and then he just gets up and walks away. I'm fine with it. That makes it even scarier. Yeah, but they lean into it so much in this one that it is like far beyond any realm of believability. But then the other reason why it's not great is because they're multiple times they're trying to frame him as, oh, he is just a man. He could be, to your point, like, oh, he could be any one of us because we have the same darkness that he might have. Yeah. But then they also want to have him be like this, again, supernatural manifestation of pure evil. And it's like they're having trouble have it both ways. They try to have it both ways multiple times throughout this trilogy. Yeah. And it's like, you can't. So... Yeah, that's why it also... Uh, it's very superficially written. Mm-hmm. For sure. So how many evil dies tonight chants out of five? I'm evil giving... dies tonight. <laughs> evil dies tonight. I'm giving it two. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I was going to give it a three, but talking about it and thinking about it just now, brought it down a half. So I'm going to say two and a half. Gotcha. Yeah. I still okay. think it delivered on the kills more than you think it did. I thought the kills are pretty cool. I thought the the one that got me, and again, this is the one instance where they made like a sympathetic character and you're like sad to see them get killed, mm-hmm. or I guess almost get killed since they come back in Halloween ends, is the one lady and her yeah. husband. That was very sad, yeah. But where he like took off the light from the, like the kitchen mm-hmm. and then stabbed it through her neck. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then she's like sitting there watching her husband get stabbed. I thought that was the most was effective. effective by far. For sure. Yeah. I also um, felt a little bad for Big John and Little John. I thought they were no, fun didn't. characters. I didn't care. I was like, this is so... I wish they weren't uh, as cartoonish as they were, but I thought they were... Why are they calling each other Big John, Little John? That's, that's no, I loved it. Well. No. I loved it. Big John? Big John, have you cleared the living room? Yes, Little John. I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, sir, no. I just wish they were more sympathetic. I wish they were more likable. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about uh, Halloween Ends. Bad. <laughs> With a capital B. So I just what... finished it literally an hour ago. That's and hilarious. it was bad. So yeah, it's let's, fan fiction. Okay, yes, but let me say this: the idea of like having some character get 
uh, sort of assuming the role of Michael Myers, which again would fit in with the idea of, okay, it's not like just the supernatural force. It's the idea like anyone could become him. Like he is not an anomaly. Like other people can end up becoming a Michael Myers. I think that idea is good. It is interesting. It makes no sense to include it in the final film of this franchise in a film you call Halloween Ends that is supposed to be the final confrontation of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. I don't know why they're trying to... And Michael Myers is barely fucking in it. Exactly. There's barely any killing in it. There's barely any scares in it. Exactly. Like that plot line that they want to go for of like, oh, we're seeing somebody devolve into a Michael Myers type character. It does not make sense to throw into the final film of the franchise that you've been building up for these two entire movies and then the original one way back when. So it is Michael Myers Jr. falls in love with Laurie Strode's granddaughter. That is fucking fan fiction. It's the same fucking thing as the the Rise of Skywalker. They're just writing fan fiction at this point. Right. I agree. I agree that it yeah, so much of it is not a horror film at all. None of it was scary. It's mostly like this weird romance between Allison and Corey that makes no sense. I don't know why anyone would be invested in it because you're thinking He's even if you don't know like the backstory that he has or knowing that he's obviously going to like end up becoming a killer later in the film, like a full on killer. Everything he says, the way he cares himself, everything he does, like all of that is just a walking red flag. Why would Allison fall for him? And then again, here's a something that I think would be interesting again, maybe not in this film, but in some other Halloween film later to explore that idea of someone like Allison who is around like all these traumatic killings and then develop some sort of twisted sort of attraction to somebody that has that, that could be something that's interesting to explore, but they definitely don't do it in this. They don't go into at all, like any of the implications or reasons for why she's attracted to him. She just is like, we're just supposed to accept that he's like, I'm a killer. And then she goes up and holds his hands. Like what, what is going on here? So they don't explore that idea at all. And again, I think it would be interesting since like with the, Dahmer Netflix show that they had recently. Yeah. There's like clearly a fascination for serial killers. And I've seen, although I think some of it is like the actors portraying them, but there have been instances as well where like you see these posts or these um like even letters or whatnot to these serial killers of yeah. people that are like fawning over them. Oh yeah. But there's some weird like there is a, a people send love letters to serial killers all the time. Exactly. So there's one like, of them got married while they were in prison. I Jesus. don't remember who. Jesus. But yeah, so there is something there where like there there's this pattern, just something where yeah, people are attracted it was to Ted that. Ted Bundy. I think Ted Bundy got married while he was in prison before he was executed. Hmm. That might be uh, wrong though. You have to fact check me on that. I have no clue. But yeah. So I think that would be something interesting to explore and they could have done that with like Allison's character here, but they chose not to. And I still don't think I can't, more on I can't possibly see it working. It just, every time I work that on my brain, it comes out to like a, <laughs> like a Joker, Harley Quinn kind of thing about this woman who's obsessed with Michael Myers. And so she starts killing. It just, it just seems like one of those things that you would see in like one of these sequel movies, you know, where you have like, you're like on like, scream four or halloween four or something and you're like ah, we're running out of ideas let's let's make a new michael myers and it's just some chick who's obsessed with michael myers it just seems like this idea that that they're just like trying to fetch for instead of genuinely writing out a really good finale for laurie strode and michael myers and so they just spend like an hour and a half of just fan fiction here 
and they're spinning that web and it sucks. It sucks to watch. It's boring. It's gross. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's it's like a child wrote it. <laughs> Dang, you're going in. Well, it's like those fan fictions people have been writing or like the, the pictures they draw of like Howard and Lalo. I'm like, what? From from Better Call Saul? Have you seen that shit? No, I have not. They'll draw like pictures of them like making Google eyes at each other and holding hands. And I'm like, where are you getting this shit from? <laughs> right. Where do you come up with this? And And just unfathomable michael myers jr and laurie strode's granddaughter just fall in love that's all it is and it's bad it's bad because of it it is an atrocious movie and i can't believe i just spent two hours of my life watching it agreed they also yeah they don't spend much time with laurie strode at all they do have some moments like the one in the grocery store talking to that one officer but for the most part and then her stuff of her like writing this memoir thing which again is also like I don't know if it's intentionally bad her her writing or if that's just oh my god the dude, writers awful. Came up with but yeah it was it was not great um it seems like that's gonna be a self-published book or something because yeah yeah wow who the fuck is gonna want to read that shit god damn it but yeah they don't give her much to do at all it also makes no sense why she is now all of a sudden just chill living out her life normally in Hanfield yeah, after 40 years of trying to prepare for the return of a man who's in a mental uh, mental institute and who's locked well, up, and now that he's out and about after killing, he killed daughter, my daughter, killed my daughter, my son-in-law, half the town, my <laughs> daughter's boyfriend, my daughter's boyfriend's the father, that I Tommy, babysat. who I babysat, uh, tried to kill Lindsay, the other girl who's a babysitter for. She killed so many people, but now, now is the time to move on. <laughs> now I will. Now that he's gone, find peace, but still out there. Literally around the corner in the sewers for four fucking years, bro. I saw I saw an article and it was like how Halloween explains the the time jump and I was like, oh, there's a time jump and I I was watching. I was like, oh, I guess it's like four years or something. And they don't fucking explain it. He's just in the goddamn sewers for four years. I know. Yeah. Doing what? Just killing people that go in there. How does he eat? What does he do? What is happening? You can't just. <laughs> Make him a, a real boogeyman hiding in the sewers and just ugh, fucking bad writing. Bad writing, Ryan. At least, I agree. at least the first two movies were were actual horror movies where it's like just because it's bad doesn't mean it, it isn't watchable. At least you have scares going on and gore. And at least it's interesting in that regard. This is just straight up fan fiction. Boring, boring ass fan fiction <laughs> with no horror. No horror whatsoever. Agreed, yeah. And it's... You also point as well the other stuff in the writing. So many lines were cliches, and again, oh like, is God. half of this stuff intentional, or is it literally just like somebody came across a fanfic of Halloween somewhere, and they're like, "I'm just put that in the actual script." Yeah, like, I'm gonna change God, nothing. Some good writing. I mean, sh- shit, they're paying me hundreds of thousands of dollars to write this script. I just, I got a free one right here off the internet. This is incredible. It was just work done. I can go on vacation now. It was Honestly, get that bag, screenwriter. But still, come on. They had the lines where he gets mad at her and he's saying like, you just want to fix me. I'm just not some, I'm not oh a project God. for you to fix. Something yes. like that. I was like, I'm I like, you've known each other that. for two days. I know. You've known each other for two <laughs> fucking days. What is happening? Later they do the cliche thing as well of like, what do, let's just burn the town down and go on our own. Yeah. This was the other thing of as well, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be here. I want to be with you wherever that is. It's enough for me. I want to be with you. 
And then later, twice in the film, they have this man say the line, if I can't have her, nobody will. Yeah. It's just like, come on. They were so yeah, well, you know what I also doesn't make sense. He goes down in face. The second palms. time he goes, if I can't have her, and he doesn't even finish the line, he just he stabs, stabs himself. himself in the neck. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't have her now, can you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, yeah. what did like like? Okay, a you stabbed yourself in the neck, and now Lori, it looks like Lori killed you. Okay, cool. So what? Because in five minutes she's just gonna drive back and realize you're the one that fucking killed everybody. Useless. Exactly, you just stabbed yeah. yourself in the neck for nothing. There was no consequence to that action. He solved nothing. He did nothing. Yeah, it was just insane. Also, yeah, why would he think... Like, what did he think that was going to do? Maybe that would cause a rift between Lori and Allison, which, again, can be fixed in three seconds when she says, oh, look at the Michael Myers mask that he was just wearing. He yeah. obviously came in here to kill me. Like, number one, just do that. I don't know why Lori didn't. Uh, and number two, if you're dead... What do you think she's gonna do? She's gonna like. What do you have to gain from killing yourself else, in that or moment? kill herself or what? Like she's just gonna move on and then. What be does he have to gain whatever. from killing himself? You also knew her is, for a week. <laughs> what is this? Like, what does he win? What does he win out of killing himself? What does he win? Nothing. It makes no sense. It just doesn't make any sense. And then, well, yeah. And she bro, you goes, take you take Michael Myers out of this movie entirely. You still have a whole movie. You still have a whole functioning movie, and it's just bad. It's just bad fan fiction. You have an hour and a half movie about a kid who gets bullied, and he has to come to terms with uh, this tra- traumatic event in his life that happened, and he eventually becomes a serial killer because of the the bullying and the trauma and all this stuff, and he starts killing people, and he feels more power because of it, and then he kills himself for no reason. And it's a bad movie, but it can still exist. You can't have a Halloween movie where you can take out Michael Myers from the whole movie and still have a functioning movie. Yeah. I, I, here's the so one other point <laughs> first of all the bullying are from marching band kids yeah i classic. think that was hilarious that they yeah. i don't know if the director or the writers had some issues with band kids and sort of like you know what we're gonna have them be the enemies in this yeah, those band kids are fucking assholes <laughs> or if it was also it was just to make him look more pitiful that he's like 25 getting bullied by these band kids who also look nothing like any band kids ever the one kid like with the bullet and tattoos the other yeah. dude wearing like the Letterman jacket. I'm like, what? So it made no sense. Number one, those people. Uh, but then the other like major theme that is trying to go for that they thought was worth like throwing Michael Myers and Laurie Strode out of their own movie uh, was the idea of wow, anyone can be turned into like the serial killer, like can have the darkness that's inside of them consume them if they're alienated enough or get bullied enough, things like that. And again, it doesn't work if you're framing Michael Myers, like the person that Corey is supposed to be this like successor to, if Michael Myers is just some new supernatural, pure evil being, mm-hmm. like that doesn't work, that theme, if you're having the big bad be just, yeah, that supernatural force, because then, well, Corey will never be as evil, or, well, everyone obviously doesn't have the darkness of mm-hmm. the pure evil person inside of them. But then they also tried to make it seem like, well, is it a thing where just society was cruel to Corey and so then that turned him into this? Or is it no that... No fucking way. You don't become a psychopath. Michael Myers stared at him in the sewer. They lock eyes. He and sees then, his whole past and he goes, son, and then exactly. lets him go. Yeah, and then now Corey Cunningham downloaded the pure evil from Michael Myers and so now he's that manifestation too. 
And that's why they have later yeah, on. So I don't recognize Corey's eyes anymore. Like he used to be an okay yeah. kid, but then I didn't see that same kid when I looked at his eyes the other day. And it's like, okay, so so it is just a supernatural, pure uh, evil. Like that's what it is then. Yeah, or is it the fact that society pushed them to that? Because you can't have it both ways again. And they tried yeah. to have it with Michael and then now they try to have it with Corey as well. I also don't like the fact that they tried to do that because it's obviously a play on like school shooters and how do serial killers yeah. come about and whatnot. And, and it's like, bro, you don't become a psychopath because because you got bullied or because you accidentally killed a kid. Right. Like it's a traumatic event, but you're not going to become a psychopath because of it and start murdering exactly. people for power. That's what he I'm must saying. Have, he must have felt that way before he killed that kid, which would have made it more effective as if like, like instead of him accidentally hitting a door into the kid, maybe he's like mad at the kid and he's like pushing him around and he like pushes him too hard and he falls over the edge. I feel yeah. like that would have worked even better because then it's like, oh, he still definitely did it. And it wasn't like a total freak accident where he swung the door open and it hit the kid. But like he still did it, even if it was a, a, in general just manslaughter accident, accidentally mm-hmm. threw the kid off. But he still did it, and he probably True. felt good about it. Yeah, I agree. Like the the idea that a couple times of getting bullied by the band kids, or overall getting ostracized by the town, or having the mother of the k- child that you killed yell at you in a bar one time like, because you're having fun. It's a Joker Harley Quinn situation, bro. Exactly. If she had like fallen for it. Yeah, I think that like that just doesn't make sense of like how that brings you to becoming a serial killer. Yeah. Like, as you said, I just you live in a society, is... right? <laughs> yeah, true. I think there's just like for people that do that, because the thing about there's so many people in the real world that get bullied a lot or they come from abusive households, things like yeah. that. How many of them actually go out and become school school shooters or serial killers? Very few. Like, I think there is just something fundamentally broken in a person that will have those like awful experiences it's horrible nobody should be bullied no one like should be mean to anybody even if they're weird or whatever but the people that do like have those experiences that get bullied and whatnot but then go out and take it on other people like already had something wrong kill other people yeah there was like something fundamentally broken about them already and maybe perhaps there was a trigger Perhaps there was a trigger in their life that caused them to do that, but there was already something there. Agreed, yeah. And maybe it could be the case that, like, we could have prevented that if there was a good enough support system around them, then they could have not gone that far. But I don't think it's the case that everyday people, if they're bullied enough or brought down enough or have enough traumatic experiences or have a crazy accident, like kicking some kid over the railing and killing them, I don't think the everyday person will be ever pushed to that point where they'll like become a school shooter, a serial killer, and just try and kill a bunch of people and become a psychopath. I just don't think that's the case. And so it's weird that, again, they like wanted to flirt with that idea of, wow, was it the town Haddonfield that drove Corey to become this Michael Myers successor? It doesn't work because, again, he didn't like suffer that much cruelty. He did also like kill the kid the way they framed it as well, where he's, I don't know why, he already knew that it wasn't Michael Myers. It was the kid that locked him in there. So you already know that you're just locked in there from the kid. Why was he freaking out trying to get out of that room when he knows the kid will probably unlock it very soon or the parents are just going to come home and unlock it? There's no danger that's in there. He knows it wasn't Michael Myers. He knows it was the kid. Why is he trying so hard to get out of that attic or room or wherever it was? And why is he kicking the door so hard? But wherever the kid was, how hard did he kick that door to where it hits the kid 
And the kid flies over the railing. Which is most likely taller than him. Exactly. So maybe he went through the railing. But even then, how do you get kicked so hard? Again, it's the door. So the door has to take a bunch of force. Then it has to hit the kid. Then the kid has to fly through the railing or over the railing. It would have been funny if the the kid went flying across the room and then hit the wall opposite the railing and just exploded into a bloody mess. Just like, just, just evaporated. (laughs) And then he's like super strong, like Michael Myers. He's got like huge muscles. Exactly. Just incredible strength to send the kid flying and pulverize them instantly. Which also, Uh, yeah, Michael Myers in this movie also exhibits very strong strength as always. And somehow Corey, after killing like two people, is able to just take him down and steal the mask. I know, yeah, he beat him up and then stole the and mask. Like, it's clear that he's injured in this movie still. Like he's still reaping, he's still suffering from those those injuries from the first two movies. But bro, he's still out there killing people full strength, man. He's still taking on Lori in the end very, very strongly. And like, bro, Corey just takes him down real quick. What the I fuck? Know. It's so stupid. It didn't make sense that they did that. Again, what they needed to do with this film was like get rid of that whole plot line. Or I would have enjoyed it more. It still would have been a bad film, but it at least would have been more interesting and enjoyable instead of boring uh, and frustrating. If they just had Corey and Michael, just have them team up and go around the town doing a bunch of kills. Have it be a buddy cop film with Michael and Corey. That would have been more interesting if they just went fully into that. But instead, they have it where, yeah, Corey takes the mask again, like being the actual successor. Now he's a boogeyman. But then he stabs himself, and then later Michael kills him. And it's like, why do we do all this time? Why do we spend all this time with Corey? Essentially make him the main character, the main focus. If he's just going to get killed, and then we're going to have like a 10-minute battle between Laurie and Michael that everyone was expecting anyway, why not just build up to that more? Because like Laurie wasn't caring about Michael at all for the whole film. Michael wasn't caring about Laurie for all, at all for the whole film. It's just like the obligatory also, who, final fight. Who is Michael in this movie? Like, what is he doing? He's he is actively helping out Corey and just like following him around and helping him with the kills. And then he he's stalking Laurie, but then he walks away. In the first two movies, he is a he's an unstoppable force that will just kill the first thing that's in front of him and just keep moving. He's mm-hmm. like a shark. He just walks, kills, keeps going. In this movie, he's like hunting and hiding and like just like helping. It's just. Didn't seem right. Just felt <laughs> odd. Felt wrong. Didn't feel like Michael. Felt poorly written. Felt bad. Agreed. Sucks. Glad I did not contribute to its box office contribution. Yeah. It's going to take a huge drop, I'm sure. If you're going to watch it, stream it on Peacock. Yeah, because it is not worth the trip to the theater. That way they can't claim any dubs. Peacock is five bucks for a month, and a ticket to see Halloween ends is 12 for one experience. It's not worth it. Just get Peacock for a month and you can watch The Office or some shit for a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think about the Laurie-Michael battle? I thought it was dumb. <laughs> only because it was just so easy to kill him. Like, he's full Michael at that point. He's still as strong as Michael always is. But it's like a five-minute sequence and he kills her. He, she kills him very quickly. It did seem, yeah, crazy. It's like, why didn't you do this when things. you had him trapped in a basement in the first movie? Yeah. Why didn't you do this in the second movie when you had him on his fucking knees in the street? Because mm-hmm. he took way Why more is... damage from that than he did from he got stabbed like to the countertop from two knives and then had the fridge come down on him, which I think is hilarious. I'm yeah, the fridge, the, the fridge, fridge is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> fridge is a dub. But bro, it was just so easy. 
Yeah. It was too easy. It should have been like a half hour thing. True. It should have been like a fully long half hour thing where he's hunting her down and killing people who are in his way and going for it. And then finally she gets the upper hand, kind of like the ending of the first movie, and then really kills him. Corey shouldn't have been in this movie. It should have been no Corey. Should have been about everybody in the town finally lets their guards down and Michael Myers makes his return. But this time he gets too overzealous and it's his downfall. Very true. It also just makes no sense as well that Lori would set Corey up with her granddaughter. Knowing what she knows about Corey, like even if you want to say, like if you're like, wow, it truly was a horrible accident. Why would you still want your granddaughter? Knowing what she's faced, her whole her parents have been killed from a serial killer. Why would you ever want to pair her with somebody who has been around like a similarly traumatic event? I think that first of all is like a no no that you would want to have, but then also the fact that that person was the like cause of that traumatic event, like probably did accidentally kill that kid. Uh, like why it's would you Michael Myers Jr. Yeah, the Michael Myers and Jr. and Laurie Strode's granddaughter fall in love. It's the same thing as Kylo Ren, who is the Emperor's grand clone, fucking whatever, falling in love with Rey, who is, uh, no, Rey is, Rey is the Emperor's what I, granddaughter. What am I saying? And then, yeah. Yeah. But fucking what? It's like, <laughs> it's bad shit, bro. Agreed. It just makes no sense. It makes no sense why Lori would do that, why Allison would actually fall for him, why we would spend all this time with Corey, even though there's, yeah. I don't think anyone was sympathetic. I, I certainly wasn't sympathetic towards him like obviously again he shouldn't have been bullied that's not okay don't be mean to people but come on he's getting bullied for having killed a child you were the babysitter why were you freaking out so much in that room it's just so dumb uh and then yeah him not getting killed instantly by michael instead they lock eyes they should have the romance between them it should have been michael myers that would have been great she goes in and she kisses him (laughs) yeah that would have been even better so yeah it's it's not great but at least they threw i did like the line at the end where laurie's like it's not enough we need to do something more and then they have the whole town migrate to the like junkyard and then they throw him in the grinder so he can be killed for good yeah i thought that was good they finally learned the lesson of god knows a bullet won't do it but the grinder will do do the job (laughs) exactly a bullet to the head isn't enough Let's put him in a fucking grinder. Jesus Christ, this movie, bro. This fucking movie. This fucking movie. All right. So, out of how many face-planting seven-year-olds out of five? I'm going to give it one. A one? I'm going to give it a one. That might be the lowest score you've ever given on the It's podcast. the worst movie I've seen for this podcast. Even worse than House of Gucci. <laughs> At least House of Gucci made me laugh. This gave me no emotions. It was like I was watching fan fiction, which is awful. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it a 1.5. It is a bad... Where's that extra half come from? Why not a 1? Because I did like Laurie and Michael's battle. I agree, it should have been built it's up more. Short. Can't, it was very like... stupid. Like, the the setups and payoffs as well. Again, this is, like, why your theory of it being fanfic is probably right, because they're, like, so basic. The random cut to the thing in the microwave blowing, like exploding earlier in the film that happened for no reason. And then it's actually just a setup for the payoff of Lori sticking something in the microwave to distract Michael in the final fight. I'm like, come on, it's so stupid. But I did like 
the fridge. I did like um, the fact that the whole town was like coming together and transporting Michael and then that they threw him in the grinder. I did like that ending portion. Like the part of Halloween ends that you would think is what Halloween ends will focus on. I did like that. Um, but yeah, 1.5 honestly might be too generous for this one. It is definitely a shockingly bad film. Yeah. And uh, since this is the Halloween special, I wanted to end on more of a higher note than talking about Halloween ends. <laughs> so I'm going to ramble off some uh, Halloween movies I think you guys should check out within the next week leading up to the big 3-1, October 31st, that you can watch leading up to there. Of course, Halloween, the original. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth one watch if you haven't seen it yet. It's definitely very, very well made. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of the best. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is amazing. I honestly wish we had talked about that right now. Next Halloween special. Yes, sir. Worth a watch. Absolutely incredible. Black Christmas, we talked about it on the last special. You can go back and listen to our conversation about that. Definitely worth a watch. Revolutionary, one of the best. One of the ones you might not have seen yet. You know, It's not one of the more popular ones. People don't watch Black Christmas that much. I was talking about Black Christmas from the 70s. Don't watch the one from like 2018 or something. I don't know what that is. Don't watch it. Uh, also, The Thing from 1982? 80-something. 80 uh, yeah, around there. I think Ryan we- and I went to go see it in theaters recently, a few months ago. What a treasure that date was. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Watch The Thing. It's really, really good. Uh, the Shining, classic. Everybody likes The Shining. It's amazing. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, not quite scary, but <laughs> definitely very good. Definitely very suspenseful. Loved it. But uh, yeah, if you've got any more Halloween movie recommendations for us to watch or for other people to watch, or if you have any thoughts on the show, you can email us at theboxofficeshowpod at gmail.com. If anybody sends us anything interesting before Halloween happens, I'll make sure to mention it on the next episode. Hey, watch this before Halloween, whatever. Just send us an email. Mm-hmm. All right. There we go. That is the end of our Halloween special. If you like the show, please give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to, and be sure to tune in next week. Have a great rest of your day. Stay tuned. Fuck! (laughs) 